This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the theme of this month, and we, I've been ministering on moving forward in God. And God wants us moving forward, doesn't He? He doesn't want our faith to be still. Amen. He doesn't want us, like I said last week, He doesn't want us just kind of in la-la land. He wants us, God wants us moving forward. One preacher said, ever increasing faith. And so God wants us to increase in our faith walk. Amen. And so really, um, this is a good, um, uh, this this is a good ministry title. And even, even if you want to move forward in the natural, you could take these keys and move forward in the natural. Number one uh, key to moving forward in the natural and I'm, or in, in the spiritual is that you've got to know where you're at. Amen. You have to evaluate where you're at. Hopefully, we're at the first of the year and you're evaluating last year. You're evaluating where you're at and where you want to go. This year, I've been evaluating. I want to walk in more peace. How many people want to walk in more peace in here? How many people want to walk in more joy? Amen. How many people want to walk in more love? Amen. So that's, that's what I want to walk in. Peace. Amen. And so this, this year is a year of peace and joy and love. Of course, that, that must have been my father's aspiration, too, to walk in more peace, because he is with the Prince of Peace right now. Amen. And so I didn't know he was going to take these messages literally. But... Uh, Amen. But he did. Praise the Lord. And he's walking on the streets of gold right now. Amen. So we need to evaluate where we're at. You know, uh, there's two ways that we can evaluate where we're at. God can reveal to us where we're at. A lot of times God is revealing to us where we're at in him. Amen. And also we can come to ourselves. You know, when Adam and Eve, when they sin, they hid themselves behind the trees and you know, God sees everything. Yes, he does. But God asked Adam and Eve, he said, where are you? Where are you? He knew they were behind the trees. Amen. But he, he's basically saying where, you know, God is asking us, where are you with him? Where are you in your walk with Christ? Where are you? Are you moving forward? Are you following hard after God? So, so I, I believe that we need to always be checking ourselves to see where we are in the faith. Amen? Amen? And are we moving forward in the faith? You know, uh, the prodigal son, that uh, the story of the prodigal son was the son that left his father's house and went out on his own, did his own thing, went out and partied. And, uh, you know, he came to a point where he spent all his money and then all the partying was gone. Amen? And he ended up in a pig pen. But, you know, the Bible says that he came to himself. And sometimes, you know, I, I believe that when things aren't working and sometimes and when they're not working, that's the time when things are looking down. You need to look up Amen. and you need to look up and you need to look up towards God because that's where your redemption lies. Amen. And so he, he, he thought about his father's house and he said, if I could just go back to my father's house, I could be just a servant. Amen. And you know what? That father from way off had his arms open wide. For his son. Amen. I want to say this. God is a restorer. He's not looking to beat you down this morning. He's looking to restore you. He's looking to love on you. He's looking to pour his grace upon you this morning. Do you believe that today? He doesn't want you hiding behind the trees. Amen. Amen. No, he wants you moving forward in him. 
Amen. And so, and, and so that's what we need to do. We need to keep moving forward in Christ. Amen. So we need to discover that. Um, you know, uh, the number two key in moving forward with Christ is knowing who you are in Christ. We talked about this last week, and, you know, a lot of people don't know who they are. They, 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 they you know, you ask them, you know, who are you? And they will tell you their occupation, or they'll tell you, you know, their, their, their background, or how they grew up, or their, you know, their ethnicity. But, you know, you're, you're not that. If you're, a, if you're in God, you're a new creation in Christ. Amen. Old things are passed away, and all things have become new. So, you know, you have to identify with your new nature. You know, like I said last week, we are, you know, we are a three-part being, if I may. We are a spirit, we live in a body, and we have a soul, which is our intellect and our emotions and our mind. And, you know, one-third of you is already perfect. That's the spirit part of you. Amen? Do you believe that today? And, and, and hopefully your body and your mind is catching up. Amen? The Bible says, actually, when we get saved, our mind doesn't get saved. Do you know what saves your mind? Amen. The Word of God. You sitting in here this morning, receiving some word from God, amen, or from me, which I'm preaching it by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that hopefully your mind is being renewed and restored. Amen. And so really, that's what God wants. He wants us to have a renewed mind. Amen. He wants our bodies to be presented before him. As it says in Romans 12, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice unto him. Amen. Which is a reasonable service of worship. And so, so key number three, uh, and, t- and this is today's message, is that we need to understand what we have in Christ. What do we have in Christ? Because if we're going to move forward in God... We have to know what, what, you know, who, you know, where we're at, who we are, and what we have in Christ. And if you have your Bibles this morning, open your Bibles to uh, Ephesians 6. Uh, we're going to look at verses 10 through 18 this morning. And um, it says here, have you found it yet? I know I moved pretty quick. Glory to God for, for those I have it down here on my paper. Glory to God. So I'm a little ahead of you. Okay, you found it? Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, reading New King James Version. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having standing, therefore, gird your waist with truth, uh, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench every fire dart of the wicked one, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So so what do we have in Christ? You know, I was led to go here because I believe we have so much going for us to move forward in God. Amen? And one of the key things that we have going for us is that we have the strength of the Lord. 
and we have the power of his might. The Bible actually says, Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And so, listen, you know, don't say, you know, have you ever, ever went through the day and it's been a long day and you say, I'm tired. Don't say you're tired. Say I'm sleepy. Amen. Don't, don't, don't say you're, you're all burned out. I'm burned out. You know, don't say that. No, the Bible, the Bible actually says, tells us what to say. Amen. The Bible actually tells us to say that we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. I'm getting ahead of myself. But look at Ephesians 3.20. It says this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of that works in God. No, according to the power that works in us. So my question to you today, how much power do you have? How much power do you have to move forward in God? You have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ on the inside of you this morning. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Let me back that up with scripture because I got to back it up with scripture, right? Romans 8, 11 says it this way. But in this, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells you, dwells in you. So as you can see, there's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Think about that. That's resurrecting power. It raised Christ from the dead. That same spirit is abiding in each one of us. That's pretty powerful, isn't it, this morning? In other words, can I get out of my seat this morning? I'm going to have to get out of my seat. Amen. In other words, in other words, I, I love preaching. I love my job. But anyway, in other words, we have the power of God. You don't have to go on willpower. Some of you are fasting 21 days and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold out. Well, you don't have to go on willpower. Go on spirit power. Go on the strength of the Lord. Amen. How do you do that, Pastor? How do you go on spirit power? Have you ever gotten on your knees? Just get on your knees. <laughs> Ask for help. You know, the, the, the famous w- one-line prayer. Help! Yeah. Amen. Jesus, help me! Yes, yes. And, and when you ask for help, He can give you spirit power. How many people are, are wavering a little bit in your fast? Amen. Well, don't raise your hand this morning. Amen. But you know what? Even if you're wavering just a little bit, because we are all fasting. Amen. In here. Most of us are anyway. This is a year I did not give up coffee. But don't throw any stones at me, please. <laughs> don't judge me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I had my brother give me a cup of that good coffee that we serve out there. Amen. To, 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 it, see, if the spirit doesn't move you, the coffee. No. They say, they say in some churches, if the spirit's not there, you better serve more coffee and donuts. Okay, we'll continue. But the spirit is here. Thank you very much. Somebody, somebody help, help me out here. And so anyway, and so how do we maintain that power? How do you maintain the power of God when, when it seems like all hell is coming against us? When, when we seem to be running, you know, you know, with, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Have anybody out there burned the candle at both ends? When you do that, it never makes you any brighter. 
Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Burning the candle at both ends don't make you any brighter. Amen. But God is here and, he, you know, G, you know, God is our rest. Amen. The Bible says his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. And if you're burning out, it's because you're putting too much on yourself. Can I say that again? If you're burning out, you're putting too much on yourself because his yoke is easy and his burdens light. How do we walk in the power of God? You may ask. Number one, you have to confess it. You have to confess that you're strong in the Lord. In Joel 3.10, it says here, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. So how do you overcome weakness in your life? You know, when you feel tired, you start speaking, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Don't say, I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Don't say that. No, say, I'm strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might. Glory to God. So we have to confess the truth of God's Word. Number two, uh, we need to praise the Lord until the joy comes. Amen. And then walk in the joy of the Lord and you'll walk in the strength of the Lord. In Nehemiah 18, it says this way. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet and send portions to those who for whom nothing is prepared. For this is a day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah was preaching the word and reading the law and they started crying. Back then in the Old Testament, I guess they were. I don't know why they started crying about the law. I guess they weren't walking in it. And uh, but, you know, when you hear that, hopefully when you come to church, you're not crying like, oh, woe is me. You know, hopefully you're getting some joy in your life. Hopefully the word of God is bringing you up to another level. Hopefully you don't have to when you leave church service, you don't have to listen to a country music song to get you up. Hopefully you're getting you're getting raised higher in these services. Can I get an amen in here? Praise God. The number two. Uh, way of going higher and moving forward in God uh, is what it talks about is that we need to gird our loins with truth. To move forward, we must walk in the truth of God's word. Amen. You know, my 11th commandment, you all know it. Thou shalt not fool thyself. In other words, be honest with yourself. Don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Most, a lot of, some people lie to themselves. You look in the mirror and you're about 40 pounds overweight and say, yeah, I look good. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Don't, you know, the mirror doesn't lie. Pictures don't lie. Amen. My brother and my sister-in-law, they took pictures, I, I think, at the beginning of, of, of this year because they, they don't want to lie to themselves. Amen. And in bathing suits. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? They don't want to, they, they want to get in shape. For the summer. Amen. So, amen. So you don't thou shalt not lie to thyself. Amen. Don't lie to yourself. A lot of people, they don't, you know, a lot of times, you know, faith does not bury its head into this, into the ground and say, I'm not looking at truth. Faith looks at truth. You have to look at truth. You have to look at reality. You have to look at, you know, you have to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to others. Amen. And, 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 you know, tell the truth. Amen. In John eight thirty one, 
in, in the Gospel of John, in chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, uh, Jesus is speaking, and he says it this way. He said, Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. And so, so if we understand this, that God's truth, and, and when you're in church, hopefully you have an open heart, amen, to hear truth. Hopefully truth is bringing you to another level in God. Hopefully truth is, is, is bringing you out of any darkness that might be trying to cling to you today. Hopefully truth is bringing you into the next level with God. Amen. And we got to have truth. I was I was witnessing to this pastor and um, a, a couple months back and I was just t- talking to him about the scriptures and he said to me, I don't like to read those scriptures. <laughs> Why? He doesn't like because he doesn't want to be held accountable for what he doesn't read. I don't like to read those scriptures. I said, but brother, I'm telling you right now what they say. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So in other words, you have a responsibility of what you hear. You see, there's nothing wrong with the seed of God's word. See, the, the word of God is constantly moving and going forth. But what might be wrong is something with our ears, hearing, and our hearts. And we've got to get our hearts pliable for the word of God to come in and change us. Look at your neighbor and say, get pliable. Amen. We got to get pliable under the spirit of God. You know, you know, the, when Jesus was teaching and he was ministering and uh, even preaching to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, they were the religious folks of the day. You know, the Sadducees, you know, the reason why they were sad, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. Right. That's why they were sad. You see. Sadducees. Okay, but really, that's true. They did not believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees did, but the, but the Sadducees did not. And so, but I'm glad that we believe in the resurrection. Amen. I believe, I'm glad that we believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. If you don't believe that, your faith is bankrupt this morning. Right. You need to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. And the same spirit will raise us up. Amen. On that faithful day when he splits the eastern sky. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. And so we have to look at that, that, that walking in God's truth. Another way of saying this is walking in the light of God's word. When you walk in the light of God's word, you cannot stumble. That will help you to move forward in God is walking in the light of God's word. Psalms 119 Verses 105 says it this way. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So listen, it's going to be very difficult to stumble in moving forward in God when you're walking in the light of his word. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of his son cleanses us from some unrighteousness. That's right. All unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Somebody say, I'm walking in the light. I'm walking in the light. Amen. Now make sure you're not tearing out parts of your Bible that you don't agree with. Amen. I don't agree with turning my cheek for for my enemy to slap me on it. 
I don't agree with that, but I don't tear it out of my Bible. I try to... Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Amen. I don't read it too often, though. <laughs> I only read the portion that says, Jesus, rain hellfire on these people. <laughs> Can anybody relate to what I'm talking about today? Are you in here today? Are you awake today? Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to... Somebody say move forward. All right. We're going to continue to move forward, hopefully, in this message this morning. And uh, number, uh, another way to move forward, we have to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And, you know, I, I believe this is a twofold meaning for the breastplate of righteousness. Number one, God makes us righteous through the cross of Jesus. I call this the great exchange. Amen. Jesus, you know, received our sin on the cross so that we can receive his righteousness from God the Father. Amen. So uh, when he went to the cross, he, he became sin, the Bible says, so that, it, that righteousness may be imputed to us. That word imputed is a King James word. It means imparted to us. Righteousness is imparted to us. And righteousness is not just something that we work for. It's something that we receive by faith when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In other words, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So you're righteous today, not because of your perfect acts and your perfect works. It's because of, it's because of Jesus' perf- perfection, because he walked perfectly on this planet. He never missed it in one area. And he went to a godless cross, and then sin was imparted to him. He became sin. He never sinned. It's our sin was placed on him, but his righteousness was transferred back to us. Really, if you receive Jesus, and if you have received Jesus, in a sense, you were crucified with Jesus that day. Somebody say, the old man is dead. Amen. And so that means that that old person, that sin nature man that you used to walk in, is no longer there anymore. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. Amen. And so let's just sum this up in righteousness. God has done three wonderful things to make us perfectly righteous in his sight. He has ended our old life in Adam. He has given us a new life in Christ. And he has given Christ to us as our righteousness, which is a gift. Amen. Say the righteousness of God is a gift to me. Now, now I said this is twofold because not only are we in right standing with God, but we have to pursue righteous living. Thank you for those two amens. The rest of you, you're going to be coming up because you're all backsliders. (laughs) You're like, I don't know if I've got to pursue righteousness. Yeah, you've got to walk upright. As one preacher said, you've got to live shotgun straight. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. We, need a, we, need a, we need a walk to walk and talk to talk, you know? Amen. Jesus said, if our righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, we won't make it. Amen. Why? They were a bunch of hypocrites. I don't see any hypocrites in here today. Amen. You're walking with God today. 
You're in church today. Amen. Nobody twisted your arm. God didn't throw a lightning bolt down at you this morning to get to church. You came here freely. I, 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 I hope. <laughs> Some of you may, be, may have came here kicking and screaming and crying. Amen. But I don't think that's this group. Amen. So we must pursue righteousness. Look at your neighbor and say, pursue righteousness. Amen. So how do you do that, pastor? How do you pursue righteousness? I'm glad you asked. 2 Timothy 2.22 says it this way. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness. Hey, that's scripture. Amen. Let me read it again. 2 Timothy 2, verse 22 says it this way. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So what, when we do this, when we flee, you know, we have to pull Joseph when the, when the wrong temptations are coming our way. Remember Potiphar's wife came on to Joseph and what did he do? He, he ran. Yeah, and there, there's only one place in the Bible that tells us to run. You know, re- really, there's no, you know, I'm talking about the armor today to move forward in God, but there's no armor for your back. Why? Because we never retreat. We're like the American flag, you know, those colors never run. Amen. I know you're getting something this morning. Amen. Uh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? We have no... So we never run from the enemy. We always run towards the enemy. Amen? Like David did. Amen? But there is one time that you need to run, and that's youthful lust, and you better take up running. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? You better run and run from that. Glory to God. Because that will destroy your life. Amen? So it says here, so, so really, the key is that if we keep our conscience clear, then the accuser of the brethren will have no foothold in our lives. Because the devil is constantly trying to accuse us when we do wrong and when we mess up. Is that right? Amen. And sometimes it's not, the, it's not the outer man. Well, yeah, it's a lot of times it's the outer man, our outer man accusing us when we do wrong as well. Our hearts will condemn us. But the Bible says if our heart's not condemning us when we're walking right, then we have confidence before God. And when you have confidence before God, you're walking in high faith. And the devil doesn't want you to have confidence with God. So when you're walking right and doing the right things, it gives you confidence. Amen. It will make you bold as a lion. The Bible says actually it's the wicked that flee when nobody's looking. That should not be said of the righteous. No, the righteous are bold as a lion. Let me hear a growl from somebody. That's, no. Amen. Get, get into it. Help me out here. Roar like a lion. I think that's a song or something. Amen. So, so, so we have to continue to pursue righteousness as, as we do that. And another way of doing that is walking in the light, like I said earlier. And we have fellowship with one another. Amen. I'm going to say this... Um, Understanding that the forgiveness of God is a key understanding of walking in the righteousness of God. We've got to understand that God's forgiveness is perpetual. It continues to keep going as long as we are, are examining ourselves and walking in the light. And if we see any darkness in our lives, we repent, which means we turn from those areas. And we keep walking in the light. And then we have perpetual forgiveness. 
Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's perpetual forgiveness. Amen. So now, another way of moving forward in God is shodding our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I believe that there's two meanings behind this. We, we as believers possess the gospel of peace with God because of the blood of Jesus. The Bible says because of the blood of Jesus and because of what Jesus did, that gives us peace with God. The blood of Jesus. Whenever the enemy's coming against you with fear, just plead the blood of Jesus. Confess the blood of Jesus. How do we overcome in this life? We, we overcome by pleading the blood of Jesus. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the Bible says in Revelation twelve eleven, And the word of our testimony. And so we, we plead the blood. The blood of Jesus puts us in peace. Amen? And also, another meaning is that we can, we can give peace to, to others when we reveal God is not mad at unbelievers, but madly in love with unbelievers. You know God's not mad at, at unbelievers this morning. Amen? Can I back that up with Scripture? Luke 2, 13 and 14 says it this way. It says, And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So, so what is this saying here? When Jesus came here, and even as a baby, when he came, I'm telling you, we entered the age of grace. Now, I know some will say, well, no, that, it wasn't the age of grace until he was resurrected. But, you know, no, the age of grace came when Jesus was born. I believe that. And so it says here, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. In other words, God's not holding your sins against you this morning. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? Your sins have already been paid for on the cross 2,000 years ago. There's no need to be hiding behind the trees. You need to be running into the loving arms of Jesus. He's here to restore you this morning. He's here to set you up on high. He's here to love you this morning. You've got to get a revelation of that. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm telling you, God is a lover of our souls. I was talking about that last week. If God wasn't willing to, you know, he, he wasn't willing to, um, to stop his son from going to the cross. He allowed his son to go to the cross. If he was willing to give his son Jesus to go even to this godless cross and for us, then he's not willing to, to, to um, then he's willing to give us all things, the Bible says. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Do you know how much God loves you this morning? He loves you so much he gave up his son Jesus. The very best, the love of his life was Jesus. And you know God loves you as much as he loves Jesus this morning. I'm going to relate that again. Say, God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. But Pastor, you don't know what I did last week. Amen. God loves you this morning. He just wants you to confess it and move forward in him. Amen. So here in John 3, 16 is another verse that backs up what I'm saying. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I like verse 17. It says, that God did not send His Son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. God's not trying to condemn you this morning. Amen. God's trying to bring you up this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He's not. He's not. Listen. 
Listen, can I just back this up with when Jesus talked about the prodigal son, you could also call that story the loving father. When, when, he, when Jesus talked about this, the prodigal son went out. He was the backslider. And he went out and he did his own thing. But when he came back, he had a speech already ready to tell his father that he had sinned against heaven and God. And, and he had this speech ready. And the father wouldn't even allow him to speak that out. The father saw him, hugged him, and said, listen, and put a robe of righteousness on him, put a feet, uh, uh, put sandals on his shoes, gave him a ring of authority, and, and had a party. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's God's love. That's God's love for each one of us. That's God's love for you. That's God's love for me. He's not, he's not shunning you this morning. He's embracing you. Arms wide open. I heard that song. It's a secular song, but arms wide open. That's Jesus's. His arms are wide open. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? For each one of us. How much does Jesus love us? He loves us this much. You copied that from another preacher. You bet I did. I did copy that from somebody. I don't know who I did. Us preachers steal everything from everywhere. There's nothing sacred in messages. Glory to God. Actually, they are all sacred messages, but amen. God knows we do that. Amen. I was watching an interview the other day, and it was was, um, Oral Roberts' son. And he, was, and he was being interviewed by another minister. And the minister said, I used to steal your dad's sermons. I never gave him any credit. And, and the son said, you know what? My dad stole some of your sermons and never gave you any credit either. <laughs> I was watching this on TV and I thought, man, I, and I thought I was the only one that did that. Okay. Amen. Somebody say amen or oh me. Oh my, it's true anyway. Amen. So anyway, where am I at before I messed up this perfectly good message? And anyway, so anyway, we have the shield of faith. Amen. And this, see, I, what, what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying to you what we possess in God to move forward. These are things that we possess in God. We have the shield of faith that is able to quench every fiery dart of the evil one. And the shield of faith is believing God's word over the circumstances. What are circumstances, you may ask? It, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the circumference that you, it's the it's place that you stand in. Amen? Circumstance. And hopefully you're not standing in that place of circumstances. You're above the circumstances. You're stepping on the circumstances. Can I get an amen this morning? Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, it's um, believing God's word over the circumstances. Do you know Joshua and Caleb, you know, they were the only spies in their generation that made it into the promised land. Why? Because they were able to believe in spite of the circumstances. Lots of people only believe what they see. They're, they're, they're from the show me state. Missouri. Anybody from Missouri in there? Show me. They call it the show me. I don't know why. I hope I'm not offending any Missouris, Missourers in here. Amen. I hope I've said it right. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The show me state. But listen, faith is believing then seeing. Not seeing and then believing. You know, in other words, the Bible says we want my faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We want my faith and not my sight. 
So we walk by faith. How are we going to move forward? How are we going to move forward this year? We got to walk by faith. I got to believe the finances are coming in from the building. Hallelujah. I got to believe in spite of it. In spite of our financials. Makes you tremble if you knew. Woo, glory to God. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We got to believe. We just got to step out into the water and believe that God's word will hold us up in spite of the waves, in spite of the wind, in spite of the circumstances. We have to continue to believe to move forward in Christ. Onward, Christian soldier. Hallelujah. Say, I'm moving forward in Christ this morning. Hallelujah. We're all moving forward in Christ. Hallelujah. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Another way of moving forward in Christ is that, now I'm talking about the shield of faith now. We have the shield of faith. We possess the shield of faith. Amen. The shield of faith is able to quench every fiery dart of the evil one. Another way, part of this shield is trusting God when things don't look right. Things, man, we live in a world that's not right. We live in a crooked, perverse world. We live in a world. Somebody said, well, this is like hell on earth. No, it's far from hell. I call it the in-between place. No, no, some days are heavenly and some days are hellish. And, and this is God trying to reveal to us, you want more of heaven than hell. This is in-between. No, you have good days and you have bad days. Amen. For God to reveal to you, you better stay close to Jesus. Because you don't want eternity in the other place. You, you don't want to be spending eternity with that other guy. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hey, no, I want Jesus. Amen. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus this Jesus. morning. Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's your Prince of Peace this yes. morning. He's the bright and morning star. Yes. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Yes. He's the beginning and the end. Yes. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's, he's the rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. Glory to God. Do you know him this morning? Do you know him? Glory to God. Jesus will make you smell good. I, I want to come up with a fragrance, you know. Jesus, the rose of Sharon. I just got, if we could just bottle that. Glory to God. He, he's like, some say that when they... Since the presence of Jesus, I've heard this before, they smell roses. And then when you're in the presence of the other guy, what do you think you smell? No, we won't. We won't go there. Amen. Hallelujah. I could go with it. I could. Okay, we won't go any further than that. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. So anyway, number two, the children of faith is trusting God when things don't look right. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says it this way. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Oh, that was a reverse translation this morning. Let me fix that here. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and he shall direct your paths. I like one translation puts it this way. He shall make the crooked paths straight. Yeah. 
So listen, if, if you're on a crooked path this morning, amen, God can, if you're on that broad road of destruction, he can put you on the narrow road of life. And that narrow road is Jesus. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so allow him to do that. How do you do that? You have to trust him regardless of what it looks like. Amen. Another piece of the armor and another uh, thing that we possess is the helmet of salvation. It's a vital part of what we have in Christ. Salvation and our inheritance is really our inheritance in Christ. Uh, you know, it's also called, you know, the helmet of salvation is also called, in another, in another uh, letter, it's also called the helmet of hope. I don't know if you knew that or not. In other words, you, you, hope is, is, is a knowing that you have salvation in Jesus. Hope is knowing that you're, you're, when, if you died right now, you know you're going to be in heaven. That's hope. Hope is the anchor of our souls. Hope. Do you have any hope this morning? Do you believe that if you died today, you'll be in the presence of God? Do you, do you have hope this morning? Do you believe that you're going to be taken up on the second load? I used to say, hey, I'm going to be taken up on the first load when Jesus comes back. No, no dead in Christ is raised first. But I'll be on the second load. I used to say, yeah, I'll see you here, there, in the air. Yeah. No, no, the dead in Christ will, 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 will go first. They're, they're, they will have resurrected bodies before I get mine. Amen? Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? Glory to God. Amen. So the helmet of salvation is, is, is actually called the hope of our salvation. And it's anchor of our souls. And it grounds us when doubt tries to come in to our faith. Anybody ever doubt in here? I'm telling you, you start doubting, it will slow you down from moving forward in God. Don't allow doubt to come into your equation. Don't doubt the love of God. Don't doubt your salvation. Don't doubt the promises of God. Don't allow doubt to come in, glory to God. You have to crush doubt with the truth of God's word. You have to believe. And believe that God is doing it. Amen. The sword of the spirit we possess. How did Jesus overcome in the wilderness? By saying, it is written. How are we going to overcome and move forward when the enemy is telling us it's not working? It doesn't look right. Things aren't adding up. You have to keep speaking the word in the wilderness. And that's how you defeat your enemies. See, the devil, again, I said this before, the devil will never fight you where you're at. He will always fight you where you can be. When you start moving forward in God, that's when the devil starts working. The devil doesn't work on lazy Christians. The devil doesn't work on Christians that aren't moving forward. Why? He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to waste his time. But when you start moving, when I started moving five weeks ago, that we're going to get a building, that we're going to move forward, I'm telling you, it seems like all hell is broken loose against me. And the family. But the devil can't hold back the promises and the blessings of God. When you make a stance and you keep standing, no matter what it looks like, you will receive the promises of God. The Bible says, stand and keep standing in your faith. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't back off. Keep pressing in. Until you see the glory of God. Amen. The last key is that we have, 
where you can pray in the Spirit. And pray in the Spirit, man, that's building yourself up on your most holy faith. That's building yourself up. When you don't know how to pray, pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit. And the Bible says you're praying out mysteries. And you're praying out powerful prayers. Some say the devil doesn't even understand what you're praying. And you can't mess up those prayers. Sometimes we can, we can mess up natural prayers. But you can't mess up praying in the Spirit under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And number two, when you pray in the Spirit, because what the devil will try to do when you're trying to move forward, he will try to get you upset with the circumstances, get you angry with the circumstances, get you, get you frustrated in the circumstances. And so when you pray in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, building yourself up by your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, and this is the most important part of it, staying in the love of Christ. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, it will keep you in the love of Christ. And when you're walking in the love of Christ, it is, it is grounding, it's keeping your faith grounded, because faith works by love. And when you continue to walk in the love of God, you will see the blessings of God rolling in in your life. you believe that today? Did you receive it this morning? How many people are moving forward with Pastor David this year? Can I get an amen this year? We're moving forward this year. We're going to see greater and greater things this year. Do you believe that today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father. We honor you this morning, and I thank you, Father God, for your mercies, for your goodness and for your love, and I thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to God, you're so great. There are some in here that that are in the valley of decision, Lord. They don't know if they want to move forward or not. And there's people in here that, that need to make a decision for you, to move forward in you. There's some maybe watching online right now. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If that's you today. And you're ready to make that, that stance to move forward today. You, you, you want more peace in your life. You want more joy in your life. You want more of God's grace in your life. You want to be able to sleep at night. Make this declaration with me. And mean in your heart. Say, dear God. I believe. Jesus. You died on the cross. For my sins. Jesus. I believe. That you were raised from the dead. For my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your peace. Fill me with your love. And fill me with your joy. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at ExceedLifeChurch.org.